BYB On The Run with your host, Katie Halday. This is your daily Bible blast, the perfect fit for your busy life. Just one chapter, one revelation. This will change your life. Hi, TYB On The Run. Well, welcome to the Gospel of Mark, this first gospel written book of action. So as I'm going through it, your Bible blast, I'm going to read Mark 1 over you. Notice geography and notice the pace. I'm not going to kind of get as fast as, as what Mark should be read because I don't want to overwhelm you, but just notice the pace. Mark, John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt round his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he'd gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with with the hired men and followed him. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed and they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching? And with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told um, Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on him. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who were ill and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. 
Very early in the in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I've come. So he traveled through throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell anyone, tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places, yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Oh, how fun. (laughs) I love, love, love doing a gospel, and I'm going to try and do um, TYB on the run with all the gospel because they're all different. We've got four gospel accounts and four different eyewitness kind of testimonies of what Jesus is like. It's like four beautiful colors in one painting. And it's not until you look through those, those, that, those colors together that you actually see the fullness of the image of Christ. So let's jump into the book of Mark. The gospel of Mark is for us here at TYB, the first gospel written. The reason that we say that is because Mark's not a disciple. He, some people actually say that Mark was written um, by, by being dictated or spending so much time with Peter that it's actually the gospel of Peter. Why? How do, why do people say that? Because the, the accounts are so accurate. They've got little details, like the, the gospel of John has little details. They've got so much. And it doesn't say like in Luke, I you know st- gave studied all the eyewitnesses' accounts and put a logical eyewitness account together. No. Mark just starts and says the beginning of the good news, good news, Ewagelion gospel. That's what good news um, gospel means about Jesus the Messiah. It's declaration and passion from the beginning shows that the account is from somebody much closer than Mark, who's not a disciple. Mark is is mum is is in the Jerusalem church. His mum is where the upper room was, so he's well known in the mix. But the details that we know here possibly would come from Peter. And Peter also says in the end of 2 Peter, he says, I will make sure that everything I know is written down. Basically, that's a Katie version of it. But he's basically saying, I'll make sure that everything I know is written down. So some people think this is what the Gospel of Mark is. How cool is that? So as we go through, did you hear the the locations? One minute we're in the Jordan and John the Baptist. And now John the Baptist is this prophet. So when we look at it and go, why is John the Baptist chewing on a locust? He's dressed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and eating locusts and wild honey, which just sounds disgusting. It's got this sense of John the Baptist fulfilling the prophet Isaiah. And the one coming, it says, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. That's what prophets do. They prepare the way for the Messiah. A uh, voice of one calling in the wilderness. And we know that this essence of this prophetic voice coming from the wilderness. So John the Baptist really has this essence of a prophet, like an Old Testament prophet coming out and speaking with such authority. And I have to say, when you look at, go through Mark, Mark jumps here, there, bam, bam, no genealogy like Matthew and Luke, no, 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 no beginning.
beginning story of Jesus. He just arrives um, fully grown, already there. Uh, the only thing we have is John the Baptist um, telling him he's, that you know he's coming, and we're we're waiting for one that that is is he doesn't even can't even untie his sandals. Then bam, Jesus is on the scene. So Mark is the book of action. We like to call him the book of action here at TYB because there's no, I don't care about genealogies, and I don't care about the birth, and I don't care about any of the other stuff. I just want the facts. I just want the straight story. If he was, if this was a movie, this would be the action-packed movie. Luke would be the logical, systematic, all details. You know, genealogy and all the stuff and the birth and all you know, what happened in the beginning. Matthew would be the Jewish account and we're going through all the prophecies in the Old Testament. And John, just super creative. John is like creative director that doesn't care about any of the logical order or chronological order. He just wants to prove that Jesus is the Son of God, Messiah. So you can hear that if you've got details in this, if you want more details on these stories, go to another gospel because they will go through more detail, not Mark. Mark's just fact, 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 straight. Now we know that Matthew, 660 of these 661 verses in Mark are in Matthew. So we know that Mark was written before Matthew because Matthew uses most of this text, which was very common in the first century, uses this kind of as a guideline and then fills in all Jesus' preaching around it. So it's kind of like this structure. It's the first of the good news. Now, this word good news wasn't something that, that it's not Christian. I don't know. <laughs> We're like, oh, the good news is all, all about, you know, Uagelion was all about Jesus. No, no, no. Uagelion, the good news, was a very Greek and Greco-Roman way of saying um, that's something good. It could be good news of the birth of the emperor. It could be good news of the victory of the battle. So when he says the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, he is revamping what good news means. It's not about a, the birth of the, you know, that a baby has come. It's not about the emperor coming back. It's not about victory in battle. It is about that Jesus Christ has come. And that is the good news. The good news of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is what Mark is presenting. So as we go through, and we won't have time to kind of go through as we normally do in these on the runs, I'm just going to jump in and out. We know the baptism and testing of Jesus. Did you hear that the, the, um, the pace, the way he keeps pace, the way Mark keeps pace is geography. So he goes, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Gal- Galilee. And then after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee. And then we're here and, and as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee and, he, and then he's, he's in Capernaum um, healing Peter's mother-in-law, which means Peter would married, oh my gosh, to the most patient woman on earth that let Peter wander around for three years with the Messiah. And he, he was married. Oh my goodness, that just revolutionizes how patient Peter's wife was, but we know he was married because he has a mother-in-law and Jesus heals him. We've got this pace of Jesus here, Jesus there, Jesus here. And it's quite amazing the pace when you read it. His authority is the next thing. So it's got pace. It's got action. The other thing that Mark focuses on is authority. Did you hear throughout throughout this that he kind of just grabs these moments of Jesus driving out an impure spirit and then over here he's doing something and the exclamation of the crowd around Jesus and as we continue to study this, I'm going to get you to continue to notice it. He says, um, Jesus driving out an impure spirit in Capernaum and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in this in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, 
And Jesus says, be quiet, come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently, came out of him with a shriek. Isn't this amazing? The people were all so amazed. Can you hear this language? Amazement. And and it's kind of got this action um, drama around it. And he says, they asked each other, what is this, a new teaching and with authority? You are going to hear that over and over again in the Gospel of Mark. How is he driving out impure spirits? Oh, my goodness, this is a new teacher, but this isn't just one of like the other teachers of the laws. This guy has authority. He does actually do what he says he's going to do. When he says, I can heal the sick, he heals the sick. When he says, you know, you can raise the dead, he raises the dead. You're going to feel this very much that Jesus wasn't just saying the things, he was doing it. And that is why Mark in Matthew shows him doing Jesus all the doing stuff and then Matthew puts the teaching around it kind of gives the teacher's depth to all of it so as you go through again this word immediately you probably heard it but I want to stop and just focus in on this one moment throughout the geography throughout Jesus going everywhere throughout his authority and his power to set the captives free we have this beautiful interlude in uh, 135 Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. You have the only point where Mark actually slows down and you see Jesus actually slow down. He says, Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. It's this moment where Jesus knows his life is so busy. He's got three years to change the world. He's got three years and he's game on here, there, Capernaum, Galilee, over here, over there, uh, everywhere. But these beautiful moments where he comes away from the pace and he comes away from the action and he comes away from the crowds and he comes away from all everything that he's doing and he prays. And you've got to feel the depth and the pace kind of drop in this moment where you just get this beautiful interlude of Jesus trying to get away from the rush to pray. Don't you love that in the Gospels? Jesus demonstrates with actions he doesn't say go and pray. He, he, he goes and prays. <laughs> he goes and we, we're led by his actions in this. We're led by his actions of pace, wanting to change the world around him. But we're also led by his actions of, of prayer where he comes away. And let me read it to you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. Um, And he's like, that is why I've come. He says, I haven't come for all of this stuff and all of, I I absolutely love what what we're doing, but I've come so that I can preach the gospel and the good news that I have come to, 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 um, the Messiah has come basically. And then he says, so he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Mark is very much, he's not just preaching and teaching, he's doing He'll always say preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons or doing this and healing the sick. He's always got the action with the preaching. Um, We love this moment where a a man with leprosy comes up to Jesus and he says, if you are willing and Jesus, Jesus is indignant at, at this point, not angry at the man, but saying, oh, my gosh, of course I'm willing. Of course I'm here to help you. This is my whole point and my whole mission. And instead he went, um, now this beautiful moment where he heals this man of leprosy. And this is throughout the book of Mark. So I want you to notice this as we go through. He says, you've just been healed of leprosy. Yep. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests, offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Quite amazing that he says, go and offer the sacrifices and obey the, the law of Moses. 
this is revolutionary because when you think about it, Jesus actually came to fulfill all of those laws. But at this point, he hadn't died and rose from the dead. So they're not completely set free from, from the boundaries and the restrictions of the law of Moses yet. So he's like, you need to go and deal with this, um, the law of Moses stuff for your cleansing because I haven't died yet and my blood can't cleanse you yet is the is the kind of boundaries or the brackets on that extra bit. But he's instead of why did Jesus say to this man, be quiet? This man wants to go and tell the world, and he does go and tell the world. He wants to tell everybody that Jesus is the Messiah and that he's come and he's, he's doing all these amazing things. And, oh, my goodness, he wants to go and spread the good news. He wants to Instagram it and he wants to get on live feed and he wants to do all of this stuff. And Jesus says no. The reason that Jesus says no throughout this text, some people believe is because he's, you know, waiting for this amazing time. But it actually says here, instead he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result... Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but had to stay outside in lonely places, yet the people still came to him. Jesus wanted to be able to, and he says just before that, what does he say? Why am I here? Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So Jesus kind of gives the gives the answer. He says, I've come to preach. I've come to go around the villages. I've come to, to, to be action-packed and go and preach the gospel around here, the good news that I have come. The Messiah has come to set the captives free, to recover your sight for the blind. The good news is that I am here. And unfortunately, he says to this man, don't, don't say anything because you're going to block me entering the, the cities. It's going to be mayhem. There's going to be panic. People are going to want to be around me and I need to go out. So it actually is this moment of not Jesus being coy, but Jesus being smart about his mission and saying, I need to go and preach in these cities. And unfortunately, what you've actually done and by this man going out, what happens is he can't go into the towns anymore. They actually have to come to him. And this is where we have this moment where he's on, you know, the Sermon of the Mount in, in Matthew, on the Mount in Matthew, is Jesus has to be outside these places now and the people have to come to him, which is quite amazing. Don't you love the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark? This is the good news that Jesus came to set the captives free. He's action-packed, geography, 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 immediately, 42 times in this, he says immediately, suddenly, over. It's going to be touchy-feely. What does that mean? It's going to be Jesus um, healing people. It's not so much his teaching that. That's Matthew. Jesus, Mark is talking about a Jesus that is action-packed and that is has authority. So I hope you've loved this first um, chapter. We're going to keep going in the book of, Ma- of Mark and really ex- understand why this gospel is the first gospel that set the good news of Jesus.